very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, episode 14. This week, we got a lot to talk about. We had some crazy stuff going down at Pebble Beach this weekend. It was insane. Leaderboard was shifting all around. Crazy storylines all over the place. Some other exciting news in the golf world. And obviously, we're just going to shoot the shit. It's me and Nick, Brennan and Nick. How you doing? How you doing, man? Good man, how was uh, how was your weekend? Had uh, some Valentine's Day shenanigans, I would assume. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was nice. Me and my girl just chilled, hung out, had a had a, some nice meals, just relaxed. Really, had an R and R day. How about, how about you? Would you uh, Would you guys have to eat? Um, well, we ordered brunch from some spot around the corner, and uh, we got chilaquiles, which is like a Mexican breakfast dish. Nope. And then um, we made steaks and some risotto for the nice, for dinner. Nice. So yeah, it was it was very classy, very classy. We uh we ordered out as well. Uh, we got outbacks. So we got some steaks and shit, and it was yeah. it was uh, it was fire. But the uh, it was uh quite the disaster getting uh getting the food. It was uh we ordered it online and we like pulled up and there was like a line like out the door for takeout and then like all these people's like you know are the parking lots like out of the actual parking like onto the street and uh so i like stood in line forever just because i thought we had to stand in the line and she had like ordered it to the car or whatever but it was taking so long so we like weren't really sure but the guy ended up coming out to our car and was like yeah like the steak you ordered like we didn't have so like Ooh. we didn't make it and we were like okay so like what does this even mean and he was like well i can make you this other steak and i'll take 50 percent off your bill so we were like all right dope so we had to wait a little bit longer, but we uh, we got the stuff we needed and uh, we got on out of there. But uh, good day otherwise, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we chilled and uh, yeah. we were shooting shit all day. So it was nice. uh, it was a good day. Nice, nice. I convinced um I convinced Angie to go to the Five Iron with me on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, what did you think before. of that? She uh well, I bought her a drink, so it was kind of whatever she. Was just <laughs> And um, we only went for a half hour, so okay. it was just a short little session. But I was swinging it solid, so I I Good. felt I felt okay about it. Yeah. Um, did she hit any golf balls? No, she did not hit one <laughs> she golf. She didn't ball. hit one golf ball. No. Come on. No. Yeah. She she does. She has just about no interest in in golf at all. She's always questioning why I like it and stuff. So. But you know what? We're getting somewhere because she's down. She's she's coming with. She said she would be down to go to the golf course. Oh, so, okay, that's a major step. Yeah, she's right. Plenty right. of alcohol to uh, coat the boredom that she may or may not have. And, Dude, uh, absolutely. And let her drive the cart. You know, just yeah, exactly. Her. It's 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 yeah. baby steps, baby steps, yeah. and then hopefully by the next year she'll be hitting a golf ball, and then after that she'll fall yeah. in love with the game, and then it's over. Absolutely, dude. You be watching YouTube, right? 
Uh, obviously. Do you like? Do you ever watch Tristan Jass videos? No, I don't even well, know who that is. Dude, it's some. I don't even know how old he is, but it's some dude from Milwaukee. He plays basketball and just like vlogs it. And he's okay. low key sick, and he goes to all these gyms and just hoops on people and just <laughs> crazy handles, smacking yeah. threes. And all these people always get mad as fucking talk hella shit. So right. videos tend to be pretty funny because you get to laugh at all these people that get super heated over the over the game mm-hmm. and can't handle when they when somebody uh, kind of shits on them a little bit. Yeah, that's uh that's always good com- uh good content to watch is uh, when people get mad heated in basketball. Usually results in a fight. Um, it's uh that's why I don't go to uh, Joe Dumars anymore. People always be trying to fight over stupid shit, and you're just like, bro, it's a basketball game. Like we ain't gotta get crazy like that. You're trying to catch an assault charge over a basketball game. It ain't worth it, bro. Yeah. Do you like to hoop though? Yeah, I, yeah. I used to play, so I uh you know. I do get down with playing some basketball. I haven't done it in a long time, so I'll, I'll shoot around a little bit. We're trying. We're trying to live in a this building next year that has a basketball court in there. So I'll probably I'll probably make use of that. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'll just go shoot around. You know, just take some shots. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, but that building looks lit, bro. It looks crazy. There's hella amenities in that shit, and it's not even that expensive. So no. if you're it would be too expensive, like to for me to move there by myself probably but yeah. splitting it with somebody else it's doable nope that helps yeah so we got a lot to get into yes let's get into pebble beach this weekend man it was exciting it was very exciting all the way up until the end but it it was also very deflating at the end it, it was exciting um it wasn't the most um electric like leaderboard there wasn't a lot of like big time names you you would think other than spieth being up there and cantley but um there was still a lot of drama um there was a lot going on on that last day um the greens were absolutely diabolical out there um all weekend i've never seen more missed putts in my life um all weekend long um as the announcer said every five minutes gotta be on the bottom side of the hole if you're yeah. up on top you're gonna miss the putt and that was uh very evident um people were missing left and right and the greens were just so undulating everywhere there was no like straight putt right at anything like all weekend which was crazy yeah it was man the leaderboard really was honestly kind of disappointing. Like there, the, there just wasn't that great of a field. And you know, the good, the good names definitely. Um, a lot of them popped up to the top mm-hmm. for sure. I guess like Daniel Berger, he he's pretty, he's pretty well known. He's got a few. Yeah, names. for sure. Patrick Cantlay, Jordan, obviously, and um, Paul Casey. Even though I think you were saying put him in a home over the weekend, yeah. as foreplay likes to say. Yeah, yeah. Why were you saying that about Paul Casey? I don't know. He's just old. I don't like him. It looks like it an came up. Yeah, that was hateful. But you know what? It was funny. So it gave me a good laugh. But dude, it was so exciting. The first day Jordan holds that shot. You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, he just had an off round that last Sunday. He's he's coming back. The streak's gonna continue. And he looked great. He looked great for three rounds. Yep. He just needs to figure out how to put together that fourth round. Um I do think. Uh, as they were talking about last week and, you know, some of Jordan's like luck and stuff like that, that man holds out more than anybody I've ever seen. Like he hold out two times this weekend. He hold out last weekend, two or three yep. times. Like he, he just, I mean, obviously 
you know, you got to hit the good shots and you're, you're, you're getting close to the pin anyways. But like at a certain point, you're just wondering how much more magic is going to be coming out of these wedges because he is just, he's dropping shit from everywhere. He was like 115 yards out the other day and dropped it in for Eagle. Like, yeah. I think, I think the first shot was 115 and then yeah. the, um, the second hold shot was 160 and he hit a big old sweeping draw. Um, that was just gorgeous, honestly. Yeah, he so, said there was mud on it. That was a absolutely absurd shot. So, do you want to know um, the the difference between his driving distance this week to last week? Yes, because it was terrible last week. Last week he hit forty one percent of his fairways. This week he hit almost fifty nine percent. That's an improvement. Big improvement. Almost yeah. almost twenty percent improvement. Um. Obviously, it was colder there, so he wasn't hitting the hitting the ball as long. Um, and his greens and regulation, he he wasn't hitting quite as many, but his stat was still close for that. So, that driving distance, man, that's the key. Like, if he can just kind of keep that up, or not distance, excuse me, accuracy. I I meant to say, if he can just keep that up, keep it in solid range where he gives himself good looks with the irons, we're gonna see good stuff from him soon. Because this iron play is absurd man it is really absurd he is is dropping bombs from everywhere and uh you know it's 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 going well from jordan when he's yelling at his golf ball and you know it's a good shot when he starts screaming before the ball lands and every time that he's screaming at a golf ball it is a tremendous shot and um i just want to track back on that on that fairway thing do you know how happy i would be if i hit 59% 59% of my greens every round. For like, your fairways? Yeah, our fairways. Yeah. Like, that, that's just. What is that? That's like eight, not eight or nine fairways. Yeah, dude. Like, eight fairways. Like, we're sitting here saying, like, that's so bad. Like, <laughs> that, that's not good for, you know, a PGA player. Obviously, that's not good. But, like, for the average golfer, like, 59%, like, I'll take that all goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And, just also the thing about his iron play is like last week too, even on Sunday, he had that bad round, but he was still sticking some good iron shots, but he just couldn't make putts. And then he had that mm-hmm. ball in the water. It's just that the iron play is just crazy, man. He he's, he's talented and it's crazy. I feel like some people might think that, that he's not going to come back. Like he's a mental head case and he's not going to make it back to the top, but I just feel like he there's no way he he has too much golf IQ to like not figure it out. I feel like yeah, I, deeper, I, I, man. If it wasn't obvious after last week that Jordan has found something, you really saw it this week that he is he is getting it back together. And I do find uh, myself thinking that he's going to get back in this winter circle here pretty soon. Like yeah, I know we talked about this. Uh, I think it was two podcasts ago about breaking the drought, and me and Max were both like, "Nah, like I don't see it." Well, I'm gonna just uh, eat my shoe and say that I was wrong. Yes. Um, and yes. <laughs> right and um that's as far as i'm gonna go on that one because we'll uh, see though because what if he does if he doesn't come back and win one then it, it he he's not really back so he still has to do it before we say it's over you but, and i have now lost 40 dollars in the last two weeks on him. yeah bro uh, i tweeted off boogie's side yeah i said no more money on jordan <laughs> no more money on jordan um i did post a video on our instagram of the the roller coaster of emotions that you go through while rooting for jordan on sunday 
Oh my God, man. It is just so stressful. You just, you think he's, he's going to win it. And then one shot later, you're just like, well, there goes my money. And then he makes some miraculous shot and you're like, all right, we're back in this thing. He's only down a shot. Then something stupid happens and he's dead back down three. And you're just like, all right, well, that's see you later again. Um, You're frozen. uh I lost you. Uh Oh, my back. You were just saying it goes back down. You're like, ah, the yeah. valleys and peaks of Jordan, but it just right yeah, it just sucks, and it's never a surefire bet when you're betting on Jordan. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna we're we're gonna fade Jordan for a little bit on uh, on our money here because uh, we've lost a solid forty dollars in two weeks on betting on Jordan Speed. Forty bucks a piece, which isn't and... too bad, but I mean, you know, that's money you could you could have. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Also, I just want to say also the tour average of driving accuracy is fifty nine point nine sixty percent basically. Mm-hmm. So he was he was just under the tour average this past week. What's crazy is like okay, so Jim Furyk is number one with seventy seven percent of fairways hit basically. He's a machine. But what's crazy is the the guys who play more. They have these percentages, but with weight. So Jim Furyk only has 168 possible fairways because of what he's played. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brendan Todd has hit 72% of his fairways out of 504 possible fairways. So that's wow. just stupid consistency. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I got to give a shout out to this guy, Jazz Janawatananand, just because uh, his wow. name is so fun to say. Yeah, I would never have been able to read that <laughs> in the slightest. Jazz Janawatananand. It's it's a mouthful, but it's it's. Now that you're even saying that, I don't even think I could pronounce that. So <laughs> I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give it an effort because uh, I'm just gonna have to take another L, and that's just not what I'm about over here. I'm tired of taking L's. I'm tired of losing money. I'm tired of mispronouncing people's names. I'm just I'm just overtaking L's. Dude, we all gotta take L's sometimes, but I totally feel you. Sometimes it's too much, man. I'm tired of taking L's for my. For my fits, bro, on the course, or for my play, <laughs> or for my play, for that matter. Well, you're going to steady taking L's when you wear jeans and you get your ass kicked by me every time we play. Dude, so. this season, though, I'm telling you, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> it's not going to. Yo, I tried that tip you sent me also when I was at 5-Iron. I set up, like, at address, basically, with my toe of the driver right behind the ball. Yeah. Set up with the toe right there. Yeah. And then – like because dude my drives were going 220 and shit i'm like what is happening and i just started thinking like i feel like i'm just healing the shit out of it i'm just hitting a little shitty heel cut Mm -hmm. so i stood how you were boom second try it went it carried um like 238 and rolled out to 252 so that's what we're talking about yeah and and also i just it's the smooth rhythmic swing, man. Like you just, I just, once I start trying to swing too hard, my, my rotation just gets all out of fucking whack, man. Yep. And it's just not smooth. So got to let the club do the work, my man. It, it felt good do. though. It felt, it felt hella good. There's no better feeling than when you give a tip to someone and it like works and like, you're just, you get to, you get to see it in action. Like when I give uh, Marcus and Max tips and they like do it on the golf course and it just totally works. And they just look at me like I'm a genius. And I'm just like, yeah. no, I've just was really shitty at golf for a really long time. And I figured a little bit of this bullshit out and you guys are on the same path as me. Um, growing in the game of golf and i've just gotten there a little bit faster than you have yeah. because i've played way more golf than you so like, I'm, I'm coming for you this season man i'm coming for you you want to put a friendly wager on if you will beat me this year okay but 
let's what what are we talking like because i'm we're still going to be playing it based on my handicap and shit right okay that's cool like i'm gonna get shots if i'm worse than you like obviously like let's say i get a little better and i'm still like i'm a i'm like a 16 right now and you give me 12 shots so let's Mm -hmm. say if i was down to like a 13 and you would give me like eight shots maybe yeah or or that's still not even all the shots but you could give me or you could give me fucking like 10 9 or 10 shots or something for 13 yeah we'll keep we'll keep adjusting if if okay if need be okay so what do you want to bet um do you want to bet money i feel like we should bet like a. I don't know i can't think i'm not good at thinking of this shit off the top of my head we'll keep a season tally so we'll keep everyone updated um and uh Let's bet. Let's bet like a dinner or some shit on this. Okay, I'm gonna try to think of some crazy bet terms, and if anything pops into my head, I'm gonna spit it out. We'll come back to this more. We can say a dinner for now, but if I think it's something hilarious, I think um, I think that we should do it. Like I just want to think. Oh my god, you're you're a you're a Red Wings fan, which means you really hate Pittsburgh, and I love Pittsburgh. Yeah, fuck Pittsburgh. I could make you post something to Facebook of you wearing like a Penguins jersey. I mean, do you even have a Penguins jersey to? Yeah, you do. That's. I think it's, I think I have like a Pascal Dupuis jersey from like Jesus. that. <laughs> well, I'll I, get one. I'll order one from Alibaba. I, I mean, I'd be down for that, but the replications of you having to wear a Red Wings jersey isn't as significant than me having to wear a Pittsburgh jersey. So. Why? Because you actually live in Detroit? <laughs> well, yeah, I actually live in Detroit. And the fact that you don't really hate the Red Wings as much as I don't like the the crybabies, uh, the Crosby crybabies over there. Hey, fuck, fuck the Red Wings. Yeah, fuck the Red Wings. Yo, you just said fuck the Red Wings. Yeah, they're fucking terrible, so... Oh. Yo, Pete, bro. This is a this is a podcast. It's not a visual um, medium, so the listeners they can't see this right now. But I'm putting on my head a five iron. Oh shit! This was given to me. Uh, me and my girl when we were leaving, the guy, this guy, the manager, I assume, came in. It was actually the guy Nick that I corresponded with about us possibly hosting an event there. Yes. He came in. He's wearing this beanie. I'm like, oh, those beanies are dope. They were just like, you want some? We're like, uh, yeah. So we stood and we were chatting with him for a minute. He was saying maybe we'll be able to uh, get something figured out for a little league situation over the summer. Like, maybe we could do a late night weeknight kind of thing or, or who knows Pete, bro. I got a whole nother one. Pete this shit. Damn. He hooked you up. Yeah. He hooked it up. Shout out Tim at uh, five iron Chicago. He's the man. He was very cool. Very hospitable. We love that place. We desperately, in my opinion, I really want to partner with them and do some shit with them somehow. Mutual beneficiaries, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship, man. It's very <laughs> good for both of us. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's get back to uh, Pebble oh, here. We went on a long little tangent there. Oh, um, so, we'll, we'll, let's talk about uh, a burger there. He 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 kind of looked in charge basically all of that last round, and he really sealed the deal with the the eagle putt on eighteen that thirty footer, which was wild. That is absolute. That is savage. Oh uh, yeah, that is just absolutely slamming the door shut on anybody. 
Matt Wolf did that for his first win at 3M, rolled in an eagle on 18. It's just so – it's like a fuck you to everybody yeah. out there. Like it's That's ex- literally what it is. He just said fuck you to the fucking rest of the, the three people that were left. I don't even think that anyone was going to catch him anyways, but, like, yeah, that was a major fuck you to everybody. That was Because he would have uh, made birdie, so he would have hit 17 regardless. Yeah. He would have probably won by one, but – yeah, it um man, I mean, there were a couple guys that were close. It's crazy that Jordan was only three shots back, man. And he didn't even shoot over par. No, I mean he, he, he played solid. It just day. it just it just wasn't enough. He uh yeah. but uh well let's talk about that dude. I, I can't pronounce his goddamn name that Leash Leashley Lashley Lashley. Um <laughs> Nick. I, dude, what do you want from me, bro? I'm read dyslexic. It. I can't you fucking read. I can't got, fucking oh, pronounce oh, people's oh. names. I'm sorry. Now I feel like a dick. I didn't know you were like <laughs> dyslexia. Yeah, bro. This has been a chronic problem my whole goddamn life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, now that's... I feel like a piece of shit. I've been making fun of you for weeks. <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't remember people's names at all. Like, like I that. recognize faces. You tell me your name or how to pronounce your name, or I see a name written down. It's just not not in the bank. Uh, there's no file cabinet for that in my brain. So I apologize, man. No worries um but yeah <laughs> he uh had that four putt um yeah. when he was tied for the lead and uh that was horrendous what happened to him on that green um you could tell he was getting frustrated after the third putt there um and yep. uh, finally was able to get it home but um what he did after um by slamming his putter on the green really hard and he did put a divot into the green i thought was uh pretty uh pretty fucked up um considering there was still golf to be played and um you know it's there's no room for it at all to be honest with you on any green um you know so i i thought that was a really shitty thing that he did um because who knows what could have happened the rest of that tournament what if somebody you know, hit into that divot that he made into the green and it would have, it could have messed somebody up from potentially winning the tournament. Um, I just, uh, I just thought that that was a really shitty thing for him to do. And I understand that he was in the heat of the moment and he doesn't really um, get to the top of the leaderboard very often. So he was trying to seize the moment and kind of got the, the anger, get the best of him. but that was just a no bueno. Yeah, man, you just really – you can't be doing that. You can't be damaging the golf course. Just just wait until you get into the rough. It, like, it's not that hard. You know, the green is the most delicate place on the entire golf course. It's the place where the ball is staying on the ground for the entire time. The ball is not going in the air on the green. It's rolling across the green. You want a pure surface for your putts. Why would you smash your putter into the green and take away – a pure surface from all the other players it's just rude and and disrespectful and i understand people getting frustrated absolutely but like i just feel like damaging greens is such a no-no we're not going to talk about the time i accidentally drove on the 18th green at cog hill um but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about how it's wrong and you don't damage greens i completely forgot about that it wasn't out of spite. It was out of drunkness. So I completely I forgot about that. For that. <laughs> Whereas Lashley is at being a little baby bitch like Sergio, 
dragging his cleats around. He's just, he's smashing his putter into the ground. I've been known to smash a club, but I smash it in the rough, smash it yeah. in the fairway. Like you don't have to roll a ball across the fairway, but don't do it to the poor green, the delicate ecosystem. Yes, it sets the golf course back for sure. I mean, they got to go and sit there and try and repair that. Um, the greens are like a moss, so it takes a long time for grass to grow back. Um, it's, uh, it's a bad look. And then the PGA posted his four putt today on, uh, on their page, and then they um, coincidentally took that part out of the, uh, the video, which uh, so you obviously could see that they thought that that was a bad look as well. So they took that out of their, their whole thing right there. I wonder if people like if they if he'll get like fined for that. You'd think he would, right? Yeah, you would think he would. Um, I I don't really I I don't know. It's whatever. It's a one time thing. As I guess if it doesn't happen again, like it's also this four putt also is just ridiculous because he four putted from thirteen feet. Thirteen like, feet, dude. Yeah, it's that's that's rough. That's I. Tough. Um, I do empathize with him a little bit. Now I wouldn't fuck up the green, but I would definitely uh, throw my club or yeah. uh, do some crazy outlandish thing. Um, especially cause I know my boys would be all over me the rest yeah. of the round uh, for yeah. four putting. And I would just be an absolute head case the rest of the day. But yeah, that's uh, just a bad look and can't be having that on the PGA. Yep. And he taught, he threw his putter twice. He's lucky that, Oh, they showed it in this video. I just saw him fucking slam that shit down. Yeah, he slammed the shit out of that, man. That's uncool. That's uncool. And the putter throws, too. I get it, but, like, that's just something I air away from. Because remember that video? Like, that guy throws his putter, and he throws it too far, and he, like, falls trying yeah. to catch Make it and hits yeah. his ball. Like, that's just a situation that's so easily avoidable. Man, I used to get so fucking mad out there on the golf course because sucking is frustrating. Oh, it's and the especially- worst. At that level, a four putt when you're a PGA Tour pro, a four putt from 13 feet, like that makes you look like the rest of us. You know, he yes. triple bogeyed it. That's a score. I make sevens, you know, I make sevens <laughs> all the time. So, but the like, I guess it's easier for me to be calm about it since I do it so much. But I just think you got to really keep it chill when the matter you get, the, 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 the digger, the deeper you're digging yourself into a hole, a oh, like, sure. mental hole. 100%. And I don't know what he did on the next hole. I, I don't know if he, he made par and then he made birdie on 18. So he, no, he got together a little bit, but yeah, I would have, I would have bogeyed, triple bogeyed, double bogeyed the way out of that. So this is a funny I mean, story. He, well, real quick, if he makes, um, if he makes par on that hole, I believe he wins. Like if well, he, well, you know, at burst, burst still would have hit that Eagle. No, I know, but he Berger finished at at eighteen under. And hold on, I'm looking at the scores. My computer just fucked up and it left the leaderboard. But if Nate Lashley had not, if he had made par and hadn't made plus, oh, you're right, he would have made. He would have been at minus seventeen still. So he would have had to make that long birdie putt. But even still, that would have been a lot more money for him. You know? Oh, for sure. That would have been a that would have been a solo second if he had been at seventeen. So here's a funny story for you. When I was in uh, high school golf, um, 
is uh, well documented that I was a fucking hothead on uh, the golf team because I sucked and I had hand me down clubs and I was just really miserable. I went to a very, like you were a really, angry. You were angry about I, it. I went to a very rich high school where everybody had very nice equipment and I showed up to the golf course with the, just the most ratchet equipment you could ever imagine. Um, no uniform irons. I just had a throw throw together bag or whatever. So I was consistently shooting like 100 to 120 every every round in high school just it it was it was bad so it makes me feel good to know that you were there oh that's what I was when I tried out for the golf team I shot 118 and then I shot 102 the next day it was uh, it was not fun so anyways we get into this match against our rival high school and we're we're playing against this kid that I didn't really I had played against him before and I didn't really like him because he he was just like a golf snob and like um he like called a penalty on me when he was up like 20 strokes on me. I'm like, dude, what are you trying, what are you trying to get at here? I like accident. I was in a hazard and I like grounded my club and he was like, that's a penalty. And I was like, bitch, like I'm about to top this thing, trying to get it out of the goddamn forest over here. Like, give me a goddamn break. So I had to take this penalty. There was another instance where he, uh, uh, I, w- we were on the putting green and my shadow was in his line and he was like, Hey bro, can you like, he was like, can you move your, your shadow out of my line? And I was like, bro, like the fuck out of my face. So anyways, I'm playing. He, super- like a, he just sounds like a hardo, like fucking dickhead. Honestly, he was the worst. This, dude, I suck. I'm, I'm exactly competition. I, I, I'm no competition to you. Like literally just let me do what I'm doing over here. So anyways, we get to the, like the end of the round. Um, I just absolutely was blowing up. I was like three or four holes in a row getting eights. I was absolutely very angry. And uh, we get to the end of the thing there and you got to sign your scorecard before you leave. And I was so angry that I didn't sign the scorecard and I just left and went to my, uh, my, my dad's car and, and left or whatever. So I get a call from my coach like 20 minutes after we had left. She was like, you didn't sign the scorecard. And I was like, okay. And she was like, well, we won the match, but you got us disqualified because you didn't sign the scorecard. I was like, Oh my God. So I, I was not allowed to play in the next tournament, which really sucked. And uh, yeah, it was uh, not a good showing for me, man, dude. Oh, it was such a grind back in that day though. Like not having like the same responsibilities, just hitting balls all the time. And you just suck. And you're trying so hard to practice and not suck. But it's so, dude, when you, it's so difficult, honestly, because also if you don't know how to practice, right? Like if you right. don't know what to practice, then you're, you're just, you're going to be fucked because you're not going to be doing the right shit to make the, the knowledge stay. And at that point in my golf career, I just like, there was no helping me. Like I was just, I was just so miserable. (laughs) Like that I finally ended up getting like an actual, I bought like the clubs that I used up until like two years ago until I bought new irons. I I had bought, I like went to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and bought like a set of clubs, like Ram irons. And I used those for the rest of high school and it it made a difference. Yeah. It it made a difference from what I had. Um, And I have, I, dude, I had just a mosh page of clubs. Like they literally, I had no, no uniform, anything. Like I had a five iron that was like a tailor made. And then I would have like a, uh, you know, like a seven that was just like a Ben Hogan or, you know, I had no, 
like uniform club. So like anytime I would hit, it was just like, you know, a guess on if what was going to happen. Cause I didn't have consistency with any of my clubs. So like, it was just my a grandpa gave me his old set of golf clubs from back in the day. And they have hickory woods and there's fucking mm. ram irons in that bag, Nick. Hell yeah. That's crazy. You were on what you had to be on, though. And look at you now. You're grinding and you're about to cop the new irons this season. You're going to get off those. What do you got right now? Those burners. Yeah, tailor made burners. You're going to get off those burners. What are you going to, what are you rocking with? Are you going to try to get the sim irons? No, I'm going to get the P, uh, the P oh, the P790s. Uh, yeah, P790s is what I'm thinking. Dude, those are so expensive. How much are they going to be with your buddy? uh like seven hundred dollars so i'm getting like a four hundred dollar discount i can't fold for new irons yet because like i feel like mine aren't that old i feel like they're crispy still i mean yeah yours are fine i actually saw a pair of your irons for sale on facebook for like 275 bucks i was like should i cop them (laughs) they're they're good irons man they're great the tailor-made rocket blades are what I rock. Same thing as Lurch, actually, until yeah, they got all their fitting. But Lurch right. rocked the rocket blades for a long time. Um, so you want to talk about the 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 young buck out there? Oh, yeah, uh, Akshay, man. I've been following Akshay for a minute on the gram because um, this one guy I took a lesson with, he's GG. He's George Gankus certified. So mm-hmm. he would, he kind of like told me about him and to follow George Gankus and like some of his players. And I started like following more of his players and shit. And Akshay is wet, bro. He's just so flexible and skin, just absolutely pump, like violent swing. He is yeah, the he most did. violent swing I've seen in a long time. Rips at the golf ball. All the, his, Dude, so much rotation. When he gets bigger, when he's a little bit older, he is going to hit the ball so far. Um, but yeah, he hit eight. Didn't he hit eighteen of eighteen greens on yeah. Friday? Yep, or Thursday, excuse me. And he yeah. shot a sixty-four. Yeah, that's that's a tie for the lowest score ever shot by someone of his age on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's crazy. I think it's crazy that he. Uh, didn't go to college and just turned pro. I mean, that the yeah. balls on this man at yeah. such a young skipped, age is crazy. Skipped college, skipped college. That that might have been good for him just to get some more tournament experience. But you know what? I'm sure I'm sure that Gigi helped him make that decision too. And if they yeah, felt he was ready, they felt he was ready. That college grind. I mean, he would have went to one of the powerhouses. He would have went to OSU he, or Stanford or. One I think of he was going to go to Wake Forest. Be, and because he was he's from North Carolina and I feel like he was saying shit on Instagram about going there and then decided to turn pro instead but that, I mean that's a big golf school so there I mean I know their women's team at least I'm pretty sure the men's team is is good too but yeah he's sick did you see his quote that was like he just looks out at the ocean and his mind goes blank no I did not see that that's what he said like why he said he was really comfortable playing there he didn't end up doing that great t30 uh he shot six his 64 and then on friday and sunday he shot one over and he shot even on saturday so not not the best showing the rest of the days but for such a young guy i mean yeah that's actually still pretty impressive very good the fact that he even made the cut is impressive but it's not his first tournament it's not his first pro i mean yeah but he's sponsored exempt so um 
Yeah. So there, there was a good, a uh, little, little bit of a feel good story there with uh, Jason Day this week. He, uh, he was able to actually play and kind of contend a little bit. He shot pretty low for the week. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he's been really... all, three, all four rounds in the sixties, three sixty nines. Nice. Um, you know, he, he's been really battling with injuries with his back and he, they came out and said over the broadcast that, um, he hasn't been able to pa- practice his putting for months because he couldn't, uh, bend over for more than like five minutes to practice putting before he like couldn't walk. Um, so it's good to kind of see him come back as, as, uh, you know, healthy and be able to actually play in the tournaments without having to withdraw or just be in serious pain. And it looked like he was really enjoying himself out there this weekend, yeah. um, instead of the normal having to deal with pain and pain management throughout the tournament, which, you know, you never want to see, uh, you know, any player go through, you know, injuries and stuff like that, but you know, he's an, he is a warrior out there trying to, trying to play well injured and stuff like that. So it is nice to see him kind of, you know, um, get it together and, and be healthy for a, a little bit of a stretch here. He said he was feeling really comfortable with his putter um, this weekend because he was able to actually practice. He said he um, went out on a, a one day and he practiced putting for five hours, which was something that was just absolutely not obtainable for months. So uh, it, was, yeah. it was nice to see Jay Day go out there and, and play pretty well this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy to hear that. Happy to see that. He's he's great. He seems like a great dude. Um it sucks that he's had to deal with those back injuries, man. That's just like I feel like back and probably like hand/wrist are probably some of the worst things you can have. Yeah. Um, golf, so and and he was fighting the I, I, does he have lupus? uh or Lyme disease Lyme disease yeah well, I think it was Lyme disease he was, he was also fighting those chronic like headaches where he just like couldn't even be like be outside like yeah. which also would be just a nightmare like not being able to like function in society yeah. because you have such crippling headaches so like yeah. I said, it's, it's, it's nice to see him back out there and healthy and you know enjoying golf again because i'm sure playing golf when you're injured and you know just kind of out of it and not being able to perform at the level that you are capable of is very frustrating yeah absolutely dude another storyline from this week kamayu johnson who got that exemption from farmers and um and then he had covid and he didn't get to play in the farmers Mm -hmm. so he ended up getting to play this week well Unfortunately, he came in lot and dead last. In Oof, he shot. He shot um eighty one seventy seven. So, not really what you're looking for. But I think it was his first actual PGA event, and I mean, that's got to be pretty intense. So, uh, he got one down in the seventies at least. I'm sure he was wanting to shoot closer to uh, even par, at least. But you know. Still was happy to see him get his spot. John Daly uh, only shot one stroke better than him. Phil Mickelson also played terribly. Yeah. Terribly. Yeah. He, he shot 80 on Friday. Yeah, and that, that was frustrating, the Thursday uh, broadcast coverage. What the fuck was going on there? They literally had Jordan – Jordan Spieth was playing unreal and Cantley oh was God. on fire. And then we got to sit there and watch uh, Phil and Paul Casey all around long. Like, oh, that was why you said put him in a home. 
Like, what the fuck are we watching right now? Yeah. Is rich. And Patrick Cantley, it, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. Cantley was seven under through nine holes, and we only got to see like three or four of his shots. And I got to watch every single one of Phil and, and Paul like, Casey's shots. Why, shot. why like, are why? we watching Phil Nicholson? Yeah, right well, now? like, what, what are we doing here? At least Paul Casey was like a little close. Phil was just do, not anywhere near it. And God, and then also, oh my gosh, it was going around on Twitter about this putt that, like, Patrick Cantlay, the announcers are going on about how this putt is going to break, like, he's aimed like 12 feet right, he's aimed so far right, they're aimed down the line showing, so you're going to be able to see the putt break, right before he putts, the camera changes to a face-on angle, Thus, basically, you can't see the see putt the breaking whatsoever. It completely takes away the effect because of the angle it's at. And it, it's just like who – you're literally going on about how much this putt is going to swing and then cut away and don't show the swing like that. Make, that makes no sense. And it makes it – you want to see the putts like that. That's the shit you want to see. You They're oh, aimed 12 feet right. You're like, oh, my God. God, I got to see this thing curve towards the hole. And then they just fucking show the complete wrong angle. Like, yeah. Get it together, guys. We say this every week. You guys, PGA needs to figure out their broadcasting situation because it fucking sucks. Yeah. The camera people just like, in that instance, it's just like, what are you, th- what are you thinking? Right? Like, just, God, I don't, I don't get it. doesn't make sense. But, um, then they redeemed themselves. I noticed on Saturday that Jordan Spieth had a big breaking putt and they, they showed it from behind him and they didn't cut away at the last second. You actually got to see a curve. So that was good. But. So, uh, so uh, for earlier in the week, it broke that uh, the range finders are going to be allowed on, uh, on tour, which oh, yeah. um, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on having the range finders? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't care, man. Like everybody is where you, you can use that in regular golf and can't, you can't amateurs use it in amateur events. Yes. Like why is calculating the yard? Okay. Whatever. You got to read the greens reading book, but they know exactly how to do it. Like they're not the tradition of golf, man. It's their tradition. It is, but there, it is the tradition, but like, they're not having trouble. I don't know. The some I've seen some players say that they don't think it'll speed it up. I saw like Ben Hun on was saying that he didn't think it would speed it up. But I just feel like if they if it takes two minutes for them to calculate whatever the distance to the pin or if it, do you think it even takes that long? Either way, the rangefinder really is faster. You just zap it, and then from there, they can figure out the distance to this, this, and this without having to walk off right like yardages and shit that uh, that was the biggest thing for me is is the walking off of the of the distances because you do see that frequently um throughout the rounds and stuff like that and that definitely does take some time and um you know the pga has always had the battle of trying to make the game faster because uh, a lot of people don't uh, aren't as golf nuts like i am that watch the broadcast from the time it turns on till the time it turns off um but, um, you know, it, I do think it's going to make golf a little bit faster and that will and then make golf a little bit more enjoyable to watch when you're getting more action instead of watching people yeah. off uh, how far they're going to hit it and then, uh, you know, don't make it. So 
Uh, and it's not going to take away the conversations because they're still going to be talking about, okay, it's this distance exactly. of the flag, it's this distance to cover X, Y, Z. It's th- those factors are all still there and they still have to hit the shot. Like exactly. it's the, the, the calculating the yardage to the pin isn't really the issue. Like they know how to do that. It's just going to take them longer. So 100%. I'm, com- I'm completely fine with it. I do think that they, sh- I'm hoping that they're not going to, that you're going to have to use certain kinds of range finders and, and it'll just be checked at the beginning of the week that nobody has one, like you can't use one. Yeah, that use like scope the setting. And all that other stuff. Yeah. Obviously you already saw all the jokes about Patrick Reed accidentally oh. having the slope setting on his range finder. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm down, I'm down for it. I, just, I don't really care. Like I'm, I'm all about modernizing it. Like, yeah, and they'll still use be using the yardage books for like their sight line, their lines for drives and stuff like that. So the yardage book won't become irrelevant. And that's the thing is like every other sport has caught up with the times. Like you know, when you look at like you know basketball, like you know, or hockey for as a better example, I would say like you know they they put in like uh you know, pucks that have chips in them that tell you different data and stuff like that to like enhance the game and, um, you know, baseball, they've got all the analytics and stuff like that. Um, so every, all, all these sports are catching up with the times of getting information quicker and the same yeah. thing with football and stuff like that. So it, it's time for, for golf to, you know, get on the same page because golf is obviously the traditional sport where, you know, you don't want to mess anything up because they'll mess the integrity of the game up and stuff like that. Get out of here. We, we, golf's got to move into the 21st century. That's the only way you're going to get the new age of golfers to really like golf and stuff like that is stepping into the next realm of making golf not so heidi tidy by the books type of golf and like you know so i think adding these range finders is going to be you know good for the game so yeah i i agree absolutely one thing i want to swing back to on pebble beach real quick that we didn't talk about was can't lays um 62 right 10 under 62 yeah yeah that was birdies in the first nine holes yeah we had mentioned it but we didn't really dive into it that was fucking crazy yeah what was that the day when it was phil they kept showing phil yes so that was thursday he tied the course record um for uh for around there the low and um he was seven under through nine holes yeah i mean that is just ridiculous you talk about just being absolutely on fire, like seven birdies and nine holes. And then he cooled off a little bit, but he was obviously 10 under uh, bogey free. That's just, that's some lights out golf right there. Yeah. That's yeah. Very impressive. Um, still shot three under on the back nine. So, I mean, you got to be pretty happy with that and too bad. He couldn't execute the rest of the way. Um yeah had that over par round on Friday and that's just, that just wasn't going to cut it, especially when guys were out there shooting 66 on Friday. Um, it's just crazy that like you can go from shooting 10 under one day, like shooting a course record and then shooting over par like the next yeah. day. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a, a 60, 62, 73 swing. That's an 11 shot swing. Like what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> Some days you just don't have it, man. But, uh, but yeah um so next up we were um 
You yeah, I got, a, I got um, an interesting little story here. Um, you know, uh, I live in um, in Detroit, and uh, there's a, a group that's on uh, on Facebook um, called the Metro Detroit Golf Club, and um, uh, big shots of them. I actually just won. This is a side note. Um, I won a hundred dollar free gift card to um, their merch store um, oh, for entering into one of their uh, weekly. Uh, drawings so that's pretty cool um so i'm going to be getting some free merch from them um but uh so michigan every year and they do it around the country obviously is the this is the golf expo um where everyone goes and buys uh discounted clubs and stuff like that for the year get your clothes your shoes or whatever you need golf trips and stuff like that well because of covid that was canceled um this year um which really sucks because i love i i gear up so hard for that golf expo it's my favorite favorite thing to go to um right at the beginning of golf season so um the two uh guys that created the metro detroit page they are creating a uh michigan virtual golf show and um all the proceeds are going to charities and stuff like that um so it's like a 250 dollar donation and you get like a you know, a stand or whatever in this virtual, um, this virtual golf expo, I'm going to attend it just to kind of see what it looks like. I don't know all of the details yet because it obviously, uh, you know, hasn't happened yet, but, um, I just think it's a really cool idea that they're going to, you know, be able to have all these vendors on like a big zoom and, um, you know, uh, be able to, you know, donate all of the proceeds of this to, to charity is, is really cool. So, yeah, that's great. That's that's awesome, man. It's cool that you guys are getting something else in wake of the golf expo getting canceled and something going to a good cause like charity is is always great. So so that's awesome that they created that and used their platform for for something positive. Yeah, it's crazy. They have a pretty big platform on that Metro Detroit golfer. Yeah, they blew up really quick over over COVID. Um, it, it kind of started as like a you know a page where they were trying to because when the uh, COVID first started hitting in, in the first quarantine or whatever, Michigan fully closed down and all the golf courses were closed. So they were kind of using that page as like an outlet for trying to get golf reinstated that we could play golf. Okay. Um, yeah. In quarantine. And that blew up and then it became kind of more of like, you know, an interactive page where everyone posts on there, like their rounds where they're playing information and all this other stuff. And they've grown to 20,000 people on their or 30,000 people on their page in over under six months. So um, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. It's, just, it's really cool. So, um, but yeah, I think we're, we're going to, um, this is news to you, but we're going to add a new segment into our podcast here. Um, and these are going to be called golf horror stories. And we're going to, um, we're going to vent out to, to our Instagram and see if we can get some stories from, uh, from our following here. But, um, I saw this, uh, um, on a website and I thought it was pretty funny. So I'll give you the, the synopsis of, of what happened to this man, uh, during his golf round. So, um, this guy is in his club championship, and it, it's all coming down to 18. He has a three foot putt left to tie to force an over, uh, a playoff. Okay. Um, and there's a big crowd around the green. Obviously it's the club championship. It's a big deal. Um, the guy misses the, th- the, the three foot putt. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, Ooh, shit. So this guy gets really mad. He walks over to his bag. He then takes his bag and proceeds to throw it in the pond off of uh, the 18th green. 
So everyone's kind of like, oh man, like, you know, that sucks. No one's really talking to him. The guy walks out to his car. Everyone's kind of still chilling by the 18th green. Um, a couple minutes later, he comes back from his car and has waders on and goes into the pond to retrieve his golf bag. He finds his golf bag, takes his car keys out of the golf bag and just resubmerges the golf bag back into the pond and then leaves the, uh, the golf course. So, uh, yeah, that guy uh, had a bad day, to say the least. Wow. That sounds uh, really terrible and embarrassing. Like he kind of just made himself look stupid. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. Um, you, like, like, could you imagine going back to that golf course after that and being known as that guy that threw his clubs into the pond like that? <laughs> you can't let your emotions get the best. You like that. You can, you got to control your mind. You can't let your mind control you. You can't freak out like that it's 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 ridiculous uh that guy's gonna be known for that for the rest of his life at that club like you gotta change clubs at that point you can't even you can't go face there again like that's just embarrassing they're gonna all yeah everyone's gonna just think you're a fool but honestly somebody that does that is probably like oblivious kind of to oh for sure people like that don't get that what they're doing is like ridiculous like it that it's crazy and 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 that people like that you can't do you just can't do that you can't freak out like that in front of a massive crowd of people 100%. also why would you throw your golf clubs in a pond like he's probably spent so much money on those that's what i'm saying but i mean if he's in a club i mean he's obviously got money to blow like that but i mean yeah that's just that's not a good look for sure that's uh <laughs> Like I said, they might as well just put put a red dot on your forehead for next time you play in a club championship. You just got to get in his head by saying, hey, remember that time you missed that three-footer? And that guy's just going to be a mental midget the rest of the round. Like, he's yeah. just gonna be overthinking every putt the rest of the day. Like, that guy <laughs> will never, ever have a chance at winning a club championship because that's just going to be in the back of his head every single time he makes a putt. Yeah, it's pro- – it's – um Man, I kind of would would want to check out getting a junior membership somewhere. I wonder how much that is. And you can get those if you're under like 35, I think. Yeah, you can. And I just, I, just I, I thought about doing that, but I was just like, dude, like, I don't, I don't want to sit there and play the same course all year round. Like, dude, I, but it would, oh, but like, you don't have to. Like, you can play. Know, other but stuff you're all, you're already paying so much money for the junior thing. Like, you're gonna be you're tossing a couple grand on that. Like, dude, I don't mind. But the thing is, is that's like, if you're trying to hone your game, I feel like belonging to a club is fire because you have yeah. a practice facility to go to. You have a course you can go and just like go hard on and for sure. But like that that then brings you to the st- the point of where like you can be super sick on that one golf course and then you go to another golf course and you're just fucking trash you know what i mean but yeah i mean but obviously you're gonna play better when you know something like the back of your hand but i just feel like having that opportunity where you can you're paying for something in a package so you it's worth it to go and use it a lot and obviously it's the same thing and you can play some different i would I think I would love to belong to a club and I would play at the club and I would play like at other places sometimes, you know? I mean, there's some validity to that. Like if you have time, like if if you play me at Maple Lanes, like I will dust you any day of the week. Yeah. Every time. Like there's not a lot of people that stand a chance against me at Maple Lanes. Like I will dust anyone there. 
Yeah. But like you go to, a, I go to another golf course and like people stand more of a chance of beating me because I don't know it. Like I know Maple Lane, you know what I mean? I've played yeah. 500 rounds at Maple but, Lane. But you're still good. Like you're yeah, still hitting sure. good shots and making good swings and stuff. So yeah, I just think it would be cool if you had like the money and the, and the time to like actually, because honestly, like if you're trying to grind and use a practice facility, it's useful to be a member somewhere. Absolutely. Like, but it can be really expensive. I mean, my aunt and uncle belong to a club in the northern suburbs of Manhattan, and it's in Mount Vernon, it's or Bronxville, I guess it's called Siwanoy. And they actually hosted the first PGA championship in 1918 at that golf wow. course. Sick golf course, super hard. Yeah. Um, and that was where I took the lesson from Nick Bova, who's the GG certified guy um yes. he was doing all types of crazy shit yeah like wild making me well, he taught me how to like rotate really well honestly like yeah that's I mean, the one thing about my play video of uh, gankus that's all he does is the fucking... dude <laughs> yeah it's all about it's all about the all about that drill he does where it's like your butt against the chair that yeah. just forces you to to not push forward and just ab and completely just twist through your fucking trunk and twist yeah. it right right man it's hard to execute though like the people that he's teaching that are athletic as hell for the oh, most sure. part 100%. so all right well yeah. let's uh let's get into fan or foe here and then we'll uh we'll get out of here um so we're gonna start off with uh terrell hatton um he uh his everyday car is a purple lamborghini hurricane god um and he does that because he likes the um he likes joker and so the uh purple lamborghini and the green into he has green interior and oh green that's rim. disgusting <laughs> um so that's his everyday that he drives around in um his favorite movie is american sniper which is funny that uh he has an american movie as his uh his favorite movie um that is a very good movie um by the way um, he plays a lot of uh, video games and he has a YouTube page with uh, almost 50,000 subscribers on his YouTube page for his video games. He does? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, and he's obviously kind of known for being a hothead on the golf course, uh, throwing tantrums and talking to himself um, all the time on the PGA. Some of his uh, comments are pretty funny. If you uh, go back and you can literally just YouTube, uh, uh, Terrell Hatton meltdowns and uh, it's, a, it's a funny watch to say the least um, he has eight total wins um, one of them on the PGA and eight internationally for a career earning of nine million dollars that's pretty dope that's pretty dope I mean nine mil that's solid you can live with that so what's uh, what's your opinion of fan um, I feel like he's kind of a little bit of a villain, you know, because of that anger and stuff, but he's really fun to watch. Yes. Um, but I want to give him a foe just because he's kind of like villainous a little bit, but like that, do that doesn't mean I don't like him at all, but like def I'm going to go with foe, you know, he's that I, character out there that's getting angry as fuck and yes. like maybe sometimes taking it a little bit too far, you know, that's why I like him. I think he's hilarious to watch out there um, when he's having his meltdowns. Um, some of the clips of him, him saying shit to himself is fucking hilarious. Um, shout out back to that um, that European tour video of the anger management um, AA meetings that he oh, was yeah. going to, which were hilarious. That was just a really funny video. Um, funny. Uh, I, I, 
I really like him. I think he's a funny character um, out there on the golf course. And that's kind of what the PGA needs is more people that are uh, our characters and not just yeah. stick in the mud out there. So yeah. uh, I'm a fan of him. He's, I just said focus. He's like kind of villainous to me, but I think he's great for, for the tour and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Great for broadcasting for sure. Um, so next guy we got is uh, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, him and his brother are both fucking sticks. Um, he has a younger brother, and uh, they both played on uh, the the Walker Cup. Um, he played college at Northwestern. He's a Wildcat. Um, uh, he played for I think one semester, and then yeah, yeah, before left he, because he didn't yeah, fuck yeah. with school, right? Um, one semester. He was there for one year, um, maybe. So he uh, he finished seventh at the Masters in 2016. He has zero uh, tour or PGA wins, but he has six international wins, um, and he has uh, five million dollars in uh, in career earnings so far. Dude, that that 2016 Masters was kind of like the beginning of the end of speed. Yeah, like, it was. Yes, because he won in 2017, but like it just wasn't quite the same. And then 2018 was when the drought really hit. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Maddie Fitz. I mean, to be honest, bro. Like, I mean, he seems cool. Yeah. No disrespect or hate, but like, he's he's boring, man. He is boring. He doesn't really hit it that far. Like, he he's not really like outlandish the way he speaks or acts or dresses. Like, he's just kind of like out there doing his thing. I'm sure he's a great hang. I'm sure he's really good at golf. This is facts. Like, I mean, obviously he's really good at golf. Like if you, I mean, when I say that, I mean, if you see him in person, right. You would be that you would be like, Holy fuck. This guy is so fucking good at golf. (laughs) Sorry. I just blew out a candle. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to hate on him and say foe, but like, I don't give a shit, you know, what do you think? I'm a foe. Foe. Yeah. He's boring. Um, other than like okay. the four, I'll go foe too. I'll go foe too. Other than like the four play, because I've heard interviews with him. He, I mean, he's he's uh, you know he's a good listen to on on a podcast, I guess. But uh, he doesn't move the needle for me on the on the golf course. And um, like you said, he's he, he he's really boring out there. He doesn't do anything like really spectacular to shoot fireworks, um, you know, around the golf course. He did have that one funny quote with uh, Kepka. He kind of chirped Kepka. Um, you know, saying that if he could hit the ball as far as Kepka, he'd win a lot more. And it's just like, oh, poor baby. You, yeah. You're little and you can't hit the ball as far as Kepka. So um, yeah. grow, grow a pair of balls and uh, try and win despite the fact that you're not as big as Kepka. Or just uh, get stronger, bro. Like start drinking your fucking protein and working out harder. And yeah, just go start stronger. hanging out with uh, with uh, DeChambeau and you'll, you'll get right. Dude, honestly, like that stuff is – they can – you can get big with lifestyle changes. Like if you want to adapt and grow to the game of golf, I mean, okay. Yes. People have lost their game in the pursuit of distance, but like just naturally being stronger and bigger, as long as you stay flexible too, is going to help you. 100%. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, and last guy we got, uh, Mark Leishman. Um, his dad is a seven time club champion. And uh, Leishman beat him at the age of 13. Um, he's the first Australian to win PGA Rookie of the Year. He's a five-time uh, winner on the PGA. 
Um, he, his favorite sport is cricket, which is interesting. Um, and he has uh, three million earnings. I'm a fan. I love the Aussie. Like he's kind of quiet and stuff, but he's a savage out there. He, wins. he plays consistent golf. He plays good golf. You see his name floating around near the top of leaderboards frequently. And uh, yeah, I fuck with Leash. I think Leash is cool as hell. And I listen to his caddy on No Laying Up. And his caddy, was, uh, he was just very insightful and a chill dude. And it was very, he went through um, some of their master's yardage books um, and was reading like the notes and stuff and talking about the whole, it was very interesting. So I really fuck with them. Big fan. Yeah, I, I, I fuck with him as well. I think he's a, he's a cool dude out there. Like you said, he's not exactly the loudest guy out there, um, but he does, uh, moves the needle a little bit he's always he's always up there on the leaderboard um yeah. you know he's he's a cool guy and like i said i, I have listened to his caddy talk uh, on uh no laying up and he seems like a cool guy too so yeah that was a good episode that was yeah. a good, i really enjoyed that one so I, don't, I don't really ever have a, pro, a problem with him so uh i'll go fan with him yeah that's great so <laughs> Uh, I think that that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Um, you know, we're, All right, well, well, we'll see about this weekend. Like maybe we'll yeah, if we end up going to uh, top golf this weekend, um, I'm going to Chicago. It's my girlfriend's birthday uh, this weekend and we're uh, going to go celebrate in Chicago and we might go to top golf, but it is going to be fucking cold. So, yeah, um, I'm, and I'm supposed to be going home to see my family. I haven't been home in, in almost two months to see my dad and my sister but now I'm almost like, do I want to push it back one day? But like, yeah. I low key canceled on them like twice already. So I feel kind of bad about changing it around all the time, but like, and it is going to be cold. So it's like, yeah, you know, no, it's, this is fair. Are you guys getting pounded with snow still? Uh, yeah, dude, we have a weather advisory till tomorrow at noon and the radar just looked, it just looks crazy. It's just this massive sheet of blue. Yeah. And obviously you get that lake effect too. So yeah. we're, we're about to get eight inches tonight. So yeah, we, I think we're getting eight to eight to 12. It said, I'm, I'm going to peep the radar radar right now, but also I just want to say, if you guys do want to do something like golfy and fun, the five iron is a good option, man. Like it's nice and socially distanced. They got food and drink. They, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the weekend holds for us. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll cover that bridge later down the week. But uh, a little uh, programming notes for our for our page. We we're, we're figuring out the Instagram thing again. Still, um, it's still oh. giving giving us some problems. But we did see some good good results today through our through our content. Um, you know, we're still battling uh, with Instagram on that. But you know, we're kind of helped because it 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 obviously like i don't know if it's it, it just forces people to like follow us if they want to see the stuff that people send them so it's kind of nice because um we're getting some follows from that whereas before like we weren't getting any follows because people could just view it without having to click on our page or anything so that's definitely been a helpful tactic we also created a backup we're trying to get that going just in case um Man, Instagram is really foo because I tried to create a backup through the Bogey Society page and it just blocked it immediately. It literally blocked it and said we ban accounts that violate the rules and I hadn't done anything. I literally just made the account and it blocked it. So then I did it through my personal account and that worked, but I just don't understand, man. Like we didn't even, we ha it said that we were fine because, and we had one more chance basically after our two reports, but 
yeah, Instagram. I'm on fucking dirt with you. I'm on bullshit with you. I'm sick of this. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, we're we were growing. So we were growing, Nick. It yeah, was shooting up. We were growing, and now you have stunted our growth. Um, we stuck at ninety four for a month. Yeah. So I think the our best move is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drop our merch. Think think that's. Okay. Me. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to drop the merch either okay. this, this week or next week, I think, is, is, is the play. And, uh, you know, we'll be promoting it through, through our page and stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Um, make sure to support us because uh, we need some help from you guys to uh, start making some better content rolling into next golf season. And um, all the money from our merch is just going to be reinvested into our company here to be able to create better um, stuff for you guys. So, also give our Twitter a follow. Um, you want to shout out our handle on Twitter? Yeah. Our handle on Twitter is going to be uh, just at uh, bogey underscore society. And uh, we're just, we'll be live tweeting golf. We'll be tweeting memes. We'll be retweeting viral content, just cool stuff. So give that a follow if you're on Twitter and you like to, uh, you like to use that because um, we're going to be active on there. So. All right. I think that covers it all. All right, buddy. All right, guys. We will talk to you next week. That was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We got the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all.